Ladies and gents, uh, welcome back. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Engineers. And today we've got uh, Aladdin on board with us. Hey. Uh, <laughs> hey, how you getting on? Yeah, and thanks for having me today. Pleasure. Aladdin's a uh, DevX team lead uh, down at Primer. And uh, Primer are a no-code payments automation platform who've who've boomed really over the last uh, couple of years with a couple of series rounds. And we're going to uncover really the, the core business of what Primer do. Um, we're going to uncover developer experience. And there's an interesting catch there um, that Aladdin and I are going to discuss a little bit later on. So um, stay tuned for some interesting parts of this podcast that obviously you can see listed below. But Aladdin, hey, thanks for joining us. First podcast ever. Um, you have to start with you? something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm doing You've super fine. Somewhere. I'm doing super fine. And uh, really our, our goal as well is to uh, share what we're doing. Uh, we are not in stealth mode at all. We want to share our vision Love about it. DX and our vision about product in general. So. Super cool to love it to see to be here. Uh, give us a bit of a background on you, and then give us a, an elevator pitch into Primer and who are Primer. Sure. So Aladdin, I'm based in France. I'm a software engineer and I got a background in UX design as well. So I really like to to blend the two in order to build amazing products. Um, I joined Primer in August 2020 as a so-called UX front-end engineer back then. Um, I was working on, on our dashboard, and then I moved to building what we call the workflow. I'll, I'll explain a bit later what, what that means. Then I moved to the checkout and eventually expanded the checkout to uh, create the developer experience team um, that I'm leading, working with amazing developers and designers to uh, to bring the the best developer journey we can have in order to integrate Primer. Yeah, um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Nice. Okay. In your eyes, or, or generally, how does the industry see developer experience? I think your role's a little bit different, but how, how does the industry see developer experience? My feeling is that everybody know uh, all the merchants and or companies that are building an SDK or a framework or a library they know it's important, but they don't necessarily know how to tackle it. I'd say like designers in general are great to build customer facing products, yeah. but it's easy to forget that developers are users and there needs to be a process there in order to get better. So the sad thing is usually it's a byproduct. It's like, we usually think that since there is developer building things for developer, therefore it's a good developer experience. But that's actually not true. Uh, in developer experience, you need to think about namings, about flows, about error messages, about tools, all these little details um, that a lot of developers can just oversee, sadly. So developer experience is important. And for us, it is important because we know that developers are the ones who are going to understand the problem we are solving. Yeah. And so we want to appeal to them. So it's as much some kind of an entry point for us as it is just a way for people to get to know our product faster. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Like before working at Primer, 
I, um, I was working on uh, improving the developer experience of another SDK to build a UI application for embedded systems. Okay. Quite heavy thing. And yeah, I was like frustrated by the, the lack of care sometimes. Like the docs was just simple. Like the docs, let's do a doc and that's all. But there's so much more thing you can do to simplify the developer experience and developer journey. I was working on some tools back then to simplify debugging and testing. And yep. again, that's something very important. That's part of the developer experience. That's part of the developer journey. Uh, you don't like somebody who integrates with your API or library is not just integrating it and that's all. There is testing, there is debugging and all these kind of things sometimes are uh, completely forgotten. So at Primer, we want to think about every little aspect. Well, what's hard about DX? Do you think is is it a mindset thing or is it the actual engineering behind it? I'd say it's more a mindset, really, because there is nothing very complex in terms of engineering. But okay. it's about keeping in mind how people will use your library at yeah. all time, and it's just very easy to forget. Like when you implement a function, it's very easy to forget how people will interact with your function. And it's not because a developer knows how to write a function that they know how to write a, a function with a good uh, naming and good parameters and a good doc. Like yeah. being on the other side of the mirror is sometimes very hard. Um, I think that, that's why it's, it's complicated. It's just that most of the time we completely forget about things. And we allow ourselves to do things that we couldn't do when we work on a library. If you work on an app and you want to refactor something, that's fine. You just Make a branch, you refactor your things, yeah. you update your test, you do a pull request, all good. On SDK, that can't work because people are using what you've built so far. So you yeah. can't tell them, oh, you know what? Everything you've done so far, just put that in the trash and we start from scratch. <laughs> and you do that every single, no, you can't do that every single day. Yeah. So there is, um, you, you need to think about people using your product. And so everything you build have a much wider effect than yeah. within an uh, an organization or within a team. So it's very easy to forget. And I think that's why, what makes it hard. Yeah. I, I love that mindset and ethos as well. I, I, I call it the layers as in you, you do need to peel back the layers and understand why are you using this? What happens if this happens? There's a lot of ifs and there's a lot of whys. Um, and that, that's why I make the question around, mindset or the engineering part i thought it would be a mindset thing because you're really understanding why people do are doing things how they're doing things what ifs what ifs whys um yeah exactly. that, that's what i find quite interesting i make it, those questions quite a lot generally yeah like, and it's great to, to look at the library and you ask yourself oh why did they do it that way and and in some cases, there is an answer behind that. And in most cases, it's just they did something and that worked. But yeah. it's, it's like any product, it needs to evolve. It needs to, it has a, a life. It's, it's like you need to iterate on it and nurture it. You can't say, I did something, bye-bye, see you next time. No, there needs to yeah. be some iterative process. So it's like any product, you create something that you believe would be good, you share it with your customers and you try to find, to, to get some feedback. Maybe they will say it's yeah. great. Maybe they would say it's not. And then you need to value that. You shouldn't 
as a developer, you shouldn't be pedantic in a sense of saying, I know everything and you don't know anything. Yeah. Uh, you need to listen because those are the people who are using what you believe was great. And if it's not great, you need to improve it. You need to uh, get all the support and help and feedback from them so that you create something amazing. At the Couldn't end. agree. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Let, let's roll back. So Primer, to, talk to us about Primer. We, we got quite animated offline anyway, talking about payments. So uh, give us some of that energy. Talk, talk to us about Primer. Talk to us about um, problems in payments. Yeah, sure. So in order to understand like the power of Primer, you have to look at the last two decades. Um, the number okay. of payments have just exploded. The number of payment methods like there is now more way for customer to pay, which is amazing. But then on the back, there needs to be more way to process these payments. And there's a lot of different tools that were created around that, like fraud tools, KYC, so know your customer check, yeah. business intelligence, data analytics, loyalty and reward program, and so on and so forth. So now you've got a lot of different um, services. The problem is that every time a merchant wants to integrate with one of the services, the developers have to do a lot of dirty work. They need to get their mind into a new doc, a new flow, and then painfully integrate it within their own ecosystem. So that's just an engineering nightmare. Yeah. Right now, there is no real solution that ties them all together in a simple, elegant, no-code automation platform. Yeah. So that's what Primer is. Primer enables you to bring all your payment services with just one click, to route payments throughout your entire ecosystem with our no-code UI called the Workflow. Yeah. And then we got Universal Checkout, which is tied to our SDK. Uh, Universal Checkout is our amazing customer-facing checkout. And it's just a few lines of code. You integrate it onto your native app or website, and it takes everything you have from the dashboard and just makes it happen. So, yeah, it's just an amazing payment infrastructure for uh, to help merchants create better products at the end of the day. Awesome. Okay. And last couple of years, it's been pretty exciting for you guys, uh, raising yep. rounds of funding. I think last round, Series B, 50 mil. Uh, what, what's it been like to be in the company during these times? The, the thing I sometimes say to my team is like, there is, uh, we got a huge impact, but sometimes it's a bit hard to, to gauge this impact because we yeah. just talked to a few merchants at a time. I remember when we did our Series A, um, we were like all surprised and super happy. But the very same day, I was asking myself which shade of blue I should use for the pay button. For and the pay button? For, for, for a pay button, yeah, like, yeah. And so what's funny is that we're doing small things. We care about very small things, but the addition of that makes a huge impact. Okay. I think at the end of the day, we care about things, but we are so happy about being able to care about that because in some companies, it would be just do something that works and we move to the next thing. Yeah. But at Primer, we are really empowered, encouraged, and expected to just make something amazing. Oh, so we are making things amazing. And if with that, we get funding and we got recognitions, that that's even better. But in our day-to-day -day job, I personally don't see uh, all of that. Yeah. I'm focused on making something amazing for developers, for merchants yeah. and customers. And uh, the fact that we are recognized uh, for our efforts is just, just amazing. Okay. I love that. 
I can feel that as well, which is good. Yeah, I mean, um, I think we genuinely like what we're doing. And um, it's not about primer or whatever. It's like, really, we're solving a problem here, um, a, a big problem. It's, it's very rare that you can work for a startup whose problem space is the entire internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being able to do that and, and being empowered by Gab and Paul, our, our amazing co-founders, to, uh, to just work tirelessly on creating something amazing, that, that's super cool. I worked in places in the past and uh, it was just do your thing and, Love and then that's all. But Hats now I can do something amazing. Hats off to them. Uh, give, a, give us an idea of the collective ethos then about building product. I, I'm quite keen to uncover that. Everyone seemingly cares deeply. Um, there's this idea of um, solving the whole internet's payment, uh, let's just say challenges. So yep. uh, gi- give us an idea of the feel or the ethos around building products. Yeah, sure. So at Primer, like our vision, and I think we're all aligned on this amazing mission is to to solve payments problem. But actually, we want to bring payments to the very front row of any organization. Like payments shouldn't be this kind of obscure thing that only a few payment experts can reason about. Uh, We're all dedicated to creating a, a common language for payments that any stakeholder can reason about regardless of their use case. And next to that, we're building a set of super easy to use tools to enable merchants to continuously scale, monitor, and improve and optimize their payment experience and and payment infrastructure. Like one parallel that we'd like to make would be with Figma. Do you know Figma, this amazing collaborative design tool? No, let's have a look at Figma. 10 years ago, um, the only people who can really think about design were the one who knew how to use Illustrator and Photoshop. It was very niche, like, like they got designers and that's all. But Figma, by creating a collaborative design tool, they brought together designers, researchers, engineers, managers, mm. and marketing people all together to build something great together. Yeah. So that's what we're doing here. At the end of the day, our merchants want to create amazing products. But what's ironic about that is most of the time they need a checkout, but they don't have the time or the knowledge or the skills to dedicate time to creating a good checkout. Yeah. So instead of that to be a burden for them, we are enabling them, we're empowering them to create a great product around payment. Love it. There is one quote that I like a lot from an author called Cathy Sierra. She wrote, Badass, Make Your User Awesome. Love this title. <laughs> Said so like like the innovation lies into um, the value of what you of not the product itself but what your product enables to do. She's okay. saying um, don't build better cameras, build better photographers. Um, okay. What that means is that it's not really the tool itself; it's what the tool enables people to do. And so, primer we want to enable merchants and especially non-developers to do. Uh, to build a great payment experience and an amazing payment infrastructure that supports it. It's about really empowerment and uh, yeah, bringing payment at the front row of the organization. Okay. Uh, I quite like that. Uh, almost reverse engineering payments. You talk a lot about, uh, or you spoke initially about 
um, the monitoring or the scale of payments. So just, I, I think the visibility, payments has always been a non-visible thing <laughs> that exactly. has happened in the background, click of a button on online banking, or you will see your bank pop up and a loading screen online. You never see these things happen. So it's always been this non-visible thing or money has always been a non-visible thing. Uh, or from an online transaction perspective. Exactly. So if you can make it uh, visible or reverse engineer that and enable people to see what is actually happening um, or, or enable them to understand more. Exactly. Great. What's, what's terrifying is a lot of big merchants, they just gave up understanding payment. Um, okay. Like some big, no big merchant only use one PSP or one payment method. They have to use more in order to cover more markets or for redundancy purposes, yeah. whatever. The thing is like, now you've got as many dashboards as you've got uh, services to, to monitor. And some people were using Excel spreadsheets and some merchants that we talked to, they said, you know what? We believe it works, but we don't know. And so we hope that it's not a problem. Yeah. So when you got big merchants having like a lot of money and they tell you, we can't solve this problem. We're just using spreadsheets in 2021 yeah, um, and reconciliating things like that. So you're like, yeah, that's terrifying that this is a big problem. And the reason why they were not able to solve this problem, it's because it, you need to unify payments first. And that's what we're doing at Primary, making this common language, making this framework, if you will, about payment that anybody can understand. And once you've got this layer of understanding, then you can build amazing products that would work across your entire payment ecosystem. And you will never have to ask yourself, oh, does, will, does this data come from Stripe or Agen or Braintree? No, it's your data. And then we enable you yep. to do good things about that. So we talked about monitoring, but uh, just um, scaling, adding more payment methods or more payment services it's just, it's a huge task. This is usually a developer-centric task, but yeah. our role there is to simplify that as much as possible. Uh, and you talk about the, or we've spoken about it, library versus framework. You know, you're, you're creating something or a framework for payments as opposed to just a specific use case. Yeah, exactly. So there is a lot of debate about what's a library, what's a framework, but I personally like the definition of the library, you are the mind and mm. the library is your hand, but yeah. the framework would be the other way around. The framework gives you, like, gives you the flow and you just have to fill it in some behaviors here and there. So at Primer, we're building like the underlying framework because you have a mindset now, you have a, a way to think about payment that is completely independent from what you're going to do with it. Yeah. Um, so at no point in our SDK or library, you would really see a function called um, call Stripe, call yeah. Agent. No, it's process payment or create a payment. And that is like much more wide. And that enables us to, to make things that scale and that you can easily reason about because you don't have to care about the nitty gritty details of each individual implementation. You just need to think about how we think about payments, which at the end of the day is actually simpler that reasoning about this and that and that and that and have everything in your head. That's true. What what gets tough about building your your SDK? What what are some of the technical aspects that sit around that because we've focused on that? 
So uh, for us, the, the most technical and also product aspect is like finding a good balance between simplicity and customizability. That's, yeah. I think, something very important in developer experience in any way is uh, how do you find the sweet spots there? Because it's very easy to make something simple that only does one thing. Mm-hmm. On the other side, it's easy to make something that does a lot of things, but you need to understand a hundred concepts and functions to find your way around. Yeah. So how do you find the sweet spot? Um, for us, it's about defining like a minimum number of concepts that will scale. Okay. Um, an example for that would be React. Uh, React.js is an amazing framework for building web app uh, yep. on JavaScript, like the, the most used. Yep. What I love about React is there is just three, four concepts that you need to understand. Right. Concept of a component, of state, of a hook with modern React. And once you get that, you can build anything you want, whether it's Fine. a very simple app or um, a billion lines of code app. It's still using the same thing. So what we're doing here is at primary is building like a minimum number of concepts and then reuse that over and over again. So for instance, we've got the concept of a payment. Um, A payment has a status. A payment then needs to be processed through various services. A payment, you need the credentials from the user. So we call that a payment method token that comes from a payment method. And all of that is displayed on the checkout. So now you got this flow, but what's great is at no point did I mention Apple Pay or PayPal or Stripe or Braintree. I never mentioned any of this. You just have concepts that interact with each other. And then we trust developers to mix and match things to create what they need to do. If they want their payment to start with Apple Pay and then move to uh, be processed by this and then talk to that and that they can do it because we enable them to do that with a very cohesive set of concepts. Yeah. And so our goal is to make this concept as small and small and small as possible so that it doesn't feel too complicated, but then we are teaching them how to replace this other concept by some predefined Lego bricks, and then they can create their own castle of payments out of that. Nice. And so then we need to translate that into actual code. So that is when it can get a bit complicated, but it's really important to use like the same namings everywhere. If you call yeah. it a payment, it needs to be called a payment everywhere. You can't at one point call it a transaction or another. It's a payment, it's a payment. Um, and then having like the right sort of interface, input and output to connect your concept to each other. So... It's about abstraction. It's about subclassing in code, uh, things like that to make it um, scalable. Once you get that, you can have a very quick integration and you have zero maintenance at the end of the day because you've got concepts that are the framework for your thought process. And as long as this doesn't change, well, you can just plug and play and it just works. How do you align some of that? Is this purely documentation driven? Um, like, how do we explain these concepts? Uh, yeah, exactly. How, how do you, well, uh, essentially, if everyone's driving from the same ideology that yep. we use payment instead of transaction or insert anything else, uh, are all of these concepts 
they are concepts to you. Uh, is that documentation, dri- documentation exactly. driven? And that, that's why documentation would be so important in our case. Um, yeah. We are not just here to list a bunch of functions. Um, that I know some other SDKs, they just list a bunch of functions, you find the function that makes sense to you, and yeah. you implement it. But then you've got a hundred of functions to care about. We are teaching payment in a sense. We are teaching our way of payment, but once you get yeah. that, it's limitless. You can do anything that you want. And as we add more thing, you can, like a developer should be able to say, oh, they've added this feature. I know that's part of this concept. Yeah. And I know I just need to plug it, play, and it works. So it's a lot about documentation. It's about having very nice and engaging guides. And it's also about like showing one example and let people into, uh, extrapolate to more things. Yeah. Because like, Developers, they won't come necessarily to Primer to learn about payment. That's not their goal. Their goal is to implement one particular flow. So we also need to think about them that they want to implement a flow. Here is how you implement a flow. But at the meantime, at the same time, we're explaining them all these different concepts and we are teaching them to know that they can mix and match all of these concepts together to do something more. Yeah. Um, but also what we're teaching is that it's not just about code. It's about non-code experience as well. Yeah. And um, that's also something we are teaching through code, but also through our UI on the dashboard, through like making things discoverable. Yeah, okay. Talk to us a little bit about that front-end architecture or your, your team's approach or generally the approach to some of that front-end architecture. Because I think that that's quite attractive. We, we've dug into the mindset or the ethos around um, building products the library versus framework mindset or generally spoken about, I think that would be useful to cover off the front-end architecture so engineers listening can understand how you actually deliver that to customers. Yeah, so um, our architecture really <clears throat> sorry, derives from all our vision of creating like something very simple, like five lines of code to integrate, zero maintenance, okay. lightweight, and extremely modular. So we had to come up with an internal way to, to tick all the boxes. Yeah. Um, that's something also very important with modularity because I talk about it being lightweight is we're going to support a lot of different use cases, like a lot of different payment methods and processes yeah. and whatnot. But a customer would likely just see, what, five, ten at the same time? Yeah. So all the other payment methods are like wasted memory in this case. So that's why we want to make something lightweight as well. Um, we were looking into some various solutions and the first solution that we implemented was integrating a technology called Module Federation, uh, which is a micro front-end technology that's been introduced in some bundlers one or two years ago, I believe. And what we're doing essentially is wrapping each of individual modules, like payment methods or piece of functionality into some kind of package. The package has uh, code, uh, has like business logic, UI logic, but also assets like translations, uh, images, so on and so forth. We bundle that into one thing, and then the SDK pulls them at runtime. Gotcha. So that that means that our SDK is actually just an empty shell that gotcha. gets the payment method from our dashboard, yeah, and then um, pulls like the package and module for each payment method. What's amazing about that is. Well, for us, it's a great architecture. Like we can really yep. work in them separately. Yeah. 
but for the customer, that means that we can push new payment methods without uh, anybody having to update their SDK. Yeah, that's like that's our thing. Like having zero, um, no maintenance. Uh, our goal is to be able to remove breaking changes. Like if we could push new features and the merchant doesn't have to care about it, that's just amazing. So that's what we had to to do on, on mobile. Uh, and talk to us a little bit about, uh, I can hear and understand some elements there. You talk about moving towards a back-end driven UI. I, I can hear how some of those elements actually take place um, from being in the back-end and it's just accessible there for a dashboard or on a dashboard. So uh, has that has that been, well, I, I can actually see how it's introduced now into the business because it's almost like a reverse engineered mindset that this is probably quite easy for you. Yeah, exactly. So everything came from the fact that we are building something not just for developers. The developers are yeah. here just to, um, just to put primer empty shell. Like what we've realized by, by talking to, to developers is that they, nobody really ever wakes up and tell themselves, oh, we, we need to add PayPal. That's not yep. how it works. You've got yep. a payment operation team who decides to add this or that payment method. So what we have to do actually is simplifying the work on, of non-developers. Uh, those are the ones who want to add payment methods and so on and so forth. And so our vision is to limit the developer experience to the bare, bare, bare non-payment related minimum things. Yeah. Um, and once that is done, everything is then set up on the dashboard and pulled so far backend. What backend driven UI also enables is to define how the UI should behave from a backend. So the front end is just an empty shell. It's nothing. It's completely dumb. It, it knows how to to communicate with the backend and to understand what it says, but the actual logic and flow is defined by the backend. So. Yeah. That enables like very great thing on, on iOS and Android, for instance, we are able to push payment methods without the merchant having to update the SDK and without the customer having to update their app at the end of the day. We can push new features like that. The technical challenge here is to define the communication between the front end and the back end yeah, in yeah, a way yeah. that scales enough. What we've realized is that a lot of payment methods work the same way. Okay. Like it's a button, you click on it, and then you've got a web view that we don't even manage, and yep. that's all. So yep. we're like, okay, well, we can implement this payment method very quickly if it's just the backend sending to the front end which button to display and which you are able to redirect to. Gotcha. And that's all. But we had to start unifying and abstracting what the payment method is. And yep. the more we get into that, the more complex it becomes. Like. Some payment methods have a form. Some payment methods have a waiting screen. Other has a QR code to scan. So what we are doing is like unifying all of this internally yep. and describing it with just one schema. And once we Makes got that, sense. we push gotcha. that to the front end. And it's amazing. You quite like the best DX is no DX. And you, you touched on a couple of elements there. Uh, just Just dive into that a little bit for us. So I, th I think that's interesting. Yeah, so that's something that is very close to our heart here because we are the DX team, even though we're working on developer experience, we're also owning the entire universal checkout as a product. And we need to have to think about three personas, customers, developers, and non-developers type of 
payment operation team. And our goal is to make developers do the best thing that they can do. And if things can be done by other people, well, the other people should do it. Yeah. And again, we, we realized that the payment ops team are the one in charge of, of uh, designing which payment method to implement or which processor to do. But right now, they are relying on developers to do the heavy work. But developers, they don't know much about that. And I believe they shouldn't know anything about payment. So what we're doing at the end of the day is giving the keys to the one in charge, which are non-developers. Yeah. So it would be very easy, actually, to, to fall into this trap of making something easier for developers that does everything. But developers are not the one in charge. So yeah. we are making it easy for developers to integrate Primer. Yeah. And then we're making it easy for non-developers to add payment methods and processors and whatnot. Gotcha. So that, that's what's amazing about Primer and compared to some of our competitors who are very developer-centric is that yeah. at the end of the day, it's not developers who want to do it. So we are also writing in the thing of Webflow, for instance. Webflow is... Um, kind of Figma that I took earlier, but to build website. And now yeah. designers can come and build website without relying on a single line of code. Yeah. Because designers and non-developers are the ones thinking about it. So they should be the one doing it. Yeah. So that's really the mindset about developer experience. Simplifying. Was, was that a shift or was that, as in, was that an idea that started when founding the business and continued through your journey to where you are now? Or was it like a light bulb moment where everyone was sat in a room together thinking, no, actually we should be simplifying this for non-developers and allow them to? I'd say it's a bit of both, um, but actually this, this light bulb moment came at very early in the company. I joined like seven, eight months after the company was funded and this yep. was already deeply embedded one way or okay. another into that. Because when Primer was founded, it was purely an API to simplify things. That's why actually the name of the company is Primer API. Initially, it was just an API. But then we realized that we are simplifying things for developer, but developer are not the one in charge. There should be a dashboard to simplify this yeah. thing. Um, and then we talked to merchants uh, when we built the workflow. Uh, I was like... So, part of this very first team working on the workflow. And we talked to merchants and they were all saying the same thing. I want to do this, but in order to do this, I need to ask my developer to do that. Yeah. And that's when I said, you know, here, uh, don't build better camera, build better photographers. We are not yeah. here to build a better tools for developers so that they can do the work for yeah. uh, non-developer. We're here to empower non-developer to do great things. Yeah. So we kind of, we realized that early on, but that every time we talk to merchants, it just conf keep confirming and confirming and confirming it. And now it's like deeply rooted into everything we built. I love so that. then the challenge becomes whenever we build something, we need to think that that's not for developer. Yeah. And it's very easy to say, oh, we'll just add a new flag. We'll just add a new option here. Or we'll just add a new function to do it. But no, the question is like, how do we enable non-developers to do it? And that makes it even more complex, but that makes a more innovative product. Yeah, that does. I love that. I, I really, really like that. Uh, I, I feel it's fairly unique. Fairly unique. But that's innovation. If you just understand people and understand their use case and what they need, 
that's when you uncover amazing pain points and when you uncover the right way to solve the problem. Um, so it's not about just creating another library with a lot of functions that simplifies things. That will work and yeah. other people are doing it. No, it's about switching the mindset from developer doing all the work to the entire company has a say in it, not just yeah. developers. I love that. Good. It, it's it's hard to nail down where um, where payments might be in the next twelve months because you know we've spoken about the last couple of decades and how archaic the industry can be and merchants not understanding payments. But where, where do you think Primer will be in twelve months? And, and connect that as well to hirings. There's another question in there. That this is always a session for or an area of the pod for companies to come and talk about what they're building, but how they're going to build teams as well. So help us understand where Primer aim to be or where you think they'll be if you're privy to that info and yeah. hiring off the side of that, what else you need to do in the business as well. Sure. So Primer, like our vision is to unify Payment and payment is it's a huge topic. And the more you dive into payment, the more you find that the, the same problem exists over and over again. It's always some part of it is not unified. Yeah. Um, and what is interesting in payment also is that you've got a lot of actors, a lot of for us kind of competitors or partners, depending how you see it, they will tackle the problem from one facet. They will yeah. tackle only the checkout on, or only the processing or only the fraud aspect of it and so on and so forth. At Primer, we want like to unify everything. And so the more problems we uncover, the more we tell ourselves, well, that needs to be within our ecosystem yeah. of products. So um, we, we are actually like spanning even more than payments and looking at broader commerce experience end-to-end -end and how can we okay. unify that. Also thinking about simplifying like payment observability. We talk about you know, visibility, but also operations like refunding, chargebacks and things like that. Like merchants, even though they have a unified payment, they can take a long time understanding refund and chargebacks and reconciliation. I, I, I've got a complaint pending at the moment. I'm not going to say names, obviously, but the, the process is so opaque that... You get told, yeah, it's going to be up to 10 business days. That's it. I, I often find this is like a pet peeve. People are, are quick enough to take your money, yep. but they're slow enough to give it back or be quite opaque about it, as in when it's potentially pending. Um, it will show when a pending, uh, a pending payment is due to come out my account. Yep. I don't know if really that ties in with the problem space that you're talking about, but that's just... Uh, uh, that, like, yeah, there is a lot of things you can improve here. At the end of the day, you improve the customer experience, right? Yeah. As a customer, some, I remember um, my partner, she had a payment decline and she was like, whoa, what's happening? Fraud? What? what? And, and she was like lost into that. And so at the end of the day, it's about creating a nice customer experience. And for that, you need to unify quite a lot of things about payment. You need to unify the checkout, the processing, the refund chargebacks and everything. And also merchants on the back, uh, they got payment operation team who needs to make sure everything is in order and working properly and can be improved over time. 
So we try also like here to unify things by giving more visibility. Basically, if you see any tool that or any aspect of payment that can be unified, we're going to be around the corner one way Love or it. another at some point. Okay. Um, and yeah, we, it's go big or go home. Love it. Okay. Payments umbrella. I'm calling you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's uh, But something very important here is, is to keep the agnosticism. Um, okay. What really sets us apart is we are an open framework. And okay. we're going to release very soon Primer Connect, which will enable anybody to add their that. connections and services onto Primer. Yeah. And I saw that on your blog. Yeah, exactly. So our goal with that is to say, we, we don't have money from any of these partners. We are not making our, like our business model is not based on preferring one versus the other. Yeah. The merchant has complete control. Primer is not a black box. We're just merely a middleman simplifying and abstracting things for you. But if you want to go with this payment method or this processor, so be it. You'll okay. find yourself it was a good or bad thing. So gotcha. primary umbrella, but still merchants can do whatever they want with, with that. Gotcha. Okay. From a hiring perspective, talk to us a little bit about that and talk to us about locations or engineering challenges, if you have visibility on that and potentially... Uh, languages or if you're language agnostic just give us that view or that umbrella yeah like. sure so um we're hiring quite a lot these days um the series b was ready to to scale uh and to nice. uh, to go from like 80 people before the series b to maybe 300 in the next couple of months so wow. we're hiring like crazy in engineering we're hiring front-end and back-end engineers to work across all our different products um so we got payment experience and developer experience. We got automation with our workflow, and then we got payment, ops, uh, payment operation with observability and kind of chargebacks and um, operation in general. So we've got these three main areas that we are hiring. And next to that, we want to scale the number of connections and third-party services that we are supporting. So here it's about speed, going very fast, adding a lot of different payment methods and services um, so we're looking for people who can be on the other side of the mirror and uh, improve our developer experience, improve nice. how people will uh, use payment in the future, and uh, how customer, developer, and non-developers will reason about payment inside their organization. Okay. Tech-wise and location-wise, location, help us understand for people listening. Sure. Uh, location. So we are fully remote from day one. Um, cool. So... We are hiring anywhere, I would say mostly around the European time zone because that's where yeah. the engineering resource is. But if you believe you are a good fit and you are from another side of the world, we can make it happen one way or another. But yeah, okay. like location is not a problem. Technology, our backend is mostly in Python. Yeah. Our frontend is mostly in JavaScript, but we got Android and iOS with their relative language, Kotlin and Swift. Yeah. Um, so I would say we are hiring agnostically, but if you know these languages by heart, it will really help you get started with okay. Primer. Love it. Uh, I want to say a big thanks. Uh, I think you've, you've come with a lot of energy about payments. You've come with a lot of energy about unification um, and simplifying payments or simplifying the experience. 
And I've learned a lot more about primer today. Uh, I, like I said, offline or online, I, I'd seen a lot. I'd heard a lot, especially over the last one, two years with your funding rounds. So it, it's good to dig a little bit deeper and understand you guys and girls and about what you're building. So transparency is, is very important for us. Like we have not a lot of things to hide, to be honest, uh, like sharing that with the world is, you know, showing them that we are doing good work, or at least I hope. But if we're not, we want feedback. That's really how you get better about what you build is people telling that what you do can be improved. So that's what we're looking for, feedback on our developer experience, on our products, um, insights, really, because that's really how we grow good. as a product-facing company. Uh, and feedback on this pod as well from everyone listening. Um, I'm going to copy in some links on um, Primer's Notion below um, so you can check out um, some hiring elements and some other links to what these guys and girls are doing. A little bit like the blog that I mentioned earlier on Primer Connect. Aladdin, like I said, massive thanks. It's been a pleasure having you on board talking about DX and what you guys and girls are doing. Thank thanks you. Thanks a lot for having me. I mean, it's a pleasure to to share what drives us every day. Um, yeah, we're super excited about payment. But by the way, for hiring, you don't need to have a payment background. That's very important. I personally Good. have zero background in payment and I learned everything uh, on the spot. It's just about wanting to create something big and impactful and be willing to share that with the world. Love it. Let's catch up in 12 months. Let's do that. And for everyone listening, like, share, um, subscribe. Have an excellent year listening to this and big love to you all. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Hey guys, thanks for watching this episode. Uh, massively appreciate you listening and checking in with us. If you want to find out more about us and what we're doing, please check us out on social media. What we're trying to do at Engineers is build a community to drive knowledge, sharing and experiences. On Twitter, we can be found at uh, engineers.io, it's no underscore. We've also got a website which is engineers.io. These links will all be posted in the description. Any feedback and comments are massively appreciated. We're always looking to improve on where we can. Thanks guys.